sun does rise Laying in the bed with bloodshot eyes Late in the evening when the sun sinks low That's about the time my rooster crows I got women up and down this creek What is going on, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, along with the pickle. It is 9.45 on Saturday, December 30th. The Devils have just lost to the Boston Bruins, and we're going to go over some of our thoughts regarding the past couple of games. And, um, you know, I, I've kind of been bringing this up time and time again, and we'll we'll get right into it, but I really do believe um, that something big is about to change with the Devils. I've brought it up and I've said that even when the Devils win, it doesn't feel like something is right. And I know that the Devils had an impressive performance last night in Ottawa and they scored six goals, Um, but I don't know. I think it's time that Lindy Ruff finds a new job. I really do. It's I'm I'm so over it at this point. So so what are you more angry at? Are you more angry at our goaltending or Lindy Ruff yeah. just I mean Lindy not making a goaltending change in the third period um or you know just him killing Alexander Holtz. I mean, just destroying him. Yeah, so, I mean, there's been a lot of chirping going back and forth between the Devils community online and um, about whether it was Holtz, it's it's Lindy Ruff's fault, and if, you know, ruining Holtz is a fireable offense and this and that. And it's, it's not just about, it's not just about Alex Holtz. But, like, you can't credit... Lindy Ruff for the progression of Jack Hughes and, you know, some of these other players and then not hold him responsible for what he's done to Alex Holtz. He's completely ruined him. And they're like, oh, well, it's just, you know, you're going to, you know, Holtz doesn't play good enough defensively and he can't skate and this and that. And it's like, that's, it's kind of bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. Um, you know, rough single-handedly screwed this kid up and the way that he managed his playing time last year, the way that he handled him and not sending him down to Utica and letting him play in Utica, 
having him sit in the press boxes for 20 plus games. You know, every the past two seasons we've gone into camp and Holtz looks like a a player who's about to emerge for us. And I think that fans don't, a lot of fans don't realize, you know, well, who cares? It's just Holtz. Well, not for nothing, but when you strike out on first round draft picks in the top 10, that's a big, that's a big swing and miss. And I don't think that people realize if you are able to play him in the top six, what that enables the rest of your lineup to do, what that's going to move players down your lineup and it's going to make you stronger. Yesterday, Holtz had two minutes of ice time going into the third period. He's playing on a line with Tierney and Bastion. This is a guy who was tied for the team lead in five-on-five goals, which you have not been scoring five-on-five goals. He, He was tied for the team lead. Whether or not you have a personal grudge against him or you don't think he plays well defensively, does that I, I don't understand like you're wasting as, our talent. You're wasting our as, talent. Like shouldn't you shouldn't you put the best players on the ice if you need to score? So like tonight we're losing by two goals in the third period and he's benching Holtz and he's playing Tyranny and he's playing Bastion. And in the Columbus game he had Lazar playing on the second line over Holtz. The most amount of goals Lazar has ever had in his career in a season has been eight. And Holtz already has eight goals. Holtz has points and has goals without any playing time. Then you demote him off of the power play too. Why would you take him off of power play too? Like, who do you feel like they need to be out there? They have a better shot. They have more offensive skill than Holtz in space. Like, I, I don't understand the thought process behind that. Well, even the thought process behind he was one of our best five-on-five five players. So one of our best five-on-five five players, and you're going to play him under six minutes a game. It just, it makes absolutely no sense. So the Lindy Ruff, the people that really support Lindy Ruff and give me shit when I say that I want Lindy Ruff fired because, you know, I feel like every every game that this goes, every week that goes by is just another week of, I don't feel like the Devils have a chance to win a Stanley Cup with this guy behind the bench, if I'm being dead honest. Like, so... Of course I want them to win. Of course I'm rooting for them. I want to see them play well. But every time that they win, it prolongs this guy's stint as the coach. Well, yeah. And talking about trying to win a cup, it's like I was going through the same thing on on Twitter. I'm like trying to have a, a... an intelligent debate with somebody that is telling me that we could win a cup with Vitek Vanacek and that Darcy Kemper and, you know, whoever, uh, somebody else, how they were, you know, that, that somebody with a 
885 save percentage can you bring you to the Stanley Cup is like absolutely ridiculous. And he, they're saying, oh, well, Darcy Kemper was terrible when, you know, the Colorado won. He had a 921. It's like people just say stuff based upon, you know, the last save, the last game or, or whatever. Um, we cannot win a Stanley Cup with VTech being our number one goalie. So it's like either you, either Fitz is going out and getting us a goalie or else we're just going to ride this season out and, you know, just wait for next year. I know, you know, you look at, you know, coming off a loss, everybody's disappointed and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, we're winning games we're winning games with bad goaltending. If we had average goaltending, average goaltending, we'd be, you know, winning our division. You think that we look like we're playing well? No, I'm saying we're winning games with bad goaltending. If we okay. actually had... You, what do you think of our, when we are... Our five-on-five play. Our five-on-five play isn't good. It's it's not good at all. Yeah, it's bad. Like we drop three of four games at um, we dropped three of the four games going into Christmas, and then we haven't spoken since you know the last the the, the since the Columbus game, and, and the Columbus game was awful. They looked so bad. It was really disheartening. And um, I was there at my son, and don't get me wrong, the Luke Hughes goal was amazing. That was a beautiful play, and I'm not taking anything away from that. I mean, it was really like a hell of a play. That shot was insane. And to see Timo Meyer have the overtime goal, that was great. And it's like it's great to see Timo performing and being such a – important part of the team and getting his confidence back. And that was great, but I don't know how anybody could have left that game and thought that, wow, like we looked pretty good. Like, I don't know how anyone could think that that was versus Columbus with no Zach Wierenski. Yeah. And no and, Patrick and it's, it's like, you can't, you can't, it's not about who we're playing either. It's about the Hold effort on. that they're putting in for 60 minutes. It's been versus everybody. It has been versus everybody. I truly believe, and I have nothing to base this off of, so it could be completely wrong, but this is my honest-to-God thought process, is that I feel like over the past, I feel like tonight was a game where the team looks like they're not into Lindy Ruff anymore. Well, they, people, they could, they people, could. People that are just not skating at all. We look so soft and we continue to be this team to where when things don't go our way, we completely implode, you know, mental toughness and being there for one another and stuff. It comes from the top down. Um, and time and time again, as soon as the, the devils implode on themselves and, and it's embarrassing and it's, they completely unravel and at no time during any of these 
multiple games where we've completely unraveled, has Lindy Ruff decided to call a timeout and bring the team over to the bench and talk some sense into them, calm them down. Hey, let's get our shit together. Let's, you know, wrap our heads around this. You know, stop the momentum for a second and and let things and let things go. And it's like he this is a this is a pretty easy it's not a fix cuz I'm not saying that it's going to work, but I don't like what I'm seeing in the body language from Nico Heischer. I don't like I mean Marino played horrible. I mean Ball has had trouble. Our two best defensemen right now, Siegenthaler has been awful all year. Our two best defensemen right now have been a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old. Right, the two guys that you were worried about coming into this year. And I think that they're playing over their heads right now, and I would not be surprised if Nemitz, especially down the stretch, is like, not regresses, but I'm just saying like, I don't know, levels out a little bit and starts to really look like a rookie at some point, like, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, one of the things that concerns me is that they send they send Schmidt down to the AHL. They bring up Nico Dawes, who Nico Dawes did look good when he came up in the 2021 season. He played a couple games. He looked like our our most serviceable goaltender, even though he definitely was not ready to be put in that position. But for the Devils in like our fan base to be so reliant and have all of our hope in this kid is a little ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And I, I think people aren't realistic. Um, you know, Vanacek had a good game the last game, but at the end of the day, he was the worst player on the ice today where he, his goals expected, we're over two point three six. Yeah, I think it was. It was. It, well, it was. It was over two one eight. But it's like he was the worst player on the ice. That's the way our goalie played. He was expected to, to give up two and a half goals, and he gave up five goals. I mean, that's just reality. That those are statistics based upon the the level of difficulty of the the saves, where the saves were made from. So it's, you know, this is this is pretty easy stuff that we need a goalie. We definitely need a goalie. Everybody's known that, though. No, but everybody doesn't know it because you read Twitter and he had a, you know. Everybody he, knows that the Devils need a goalie. And they're, and they're talking to John Gibson and, they're, and Fitz is going to make a move. I have no doubt about it because this is, you can't, you can't expect it to win. The problem I have is, with the goaltending that you have, it makes it hard for you to fire the coach because you're not really giving him a fair shot. But I don't think that Lindy Ruff should be given. I don't think that he, he, his rope is over. The leash is over. You know, they healthy scratch Colin Miller two games in a row. And I get it. Brendan Smith scored last night and it was, and I was happy for him and, and whatnot. But could it be more fitting that he scored coming out of the penalty box? Exactly. Exactly. And well, he scored, scored, but he also gave up. Two of the goals that were scored against us were directly well, were his fault. There were only two goals scored against Right, us. and they were both his fault. He was single-handedly responsible. No, I know, I know, 
I know. I think everybody and knows. Everybody that's you, watching you the game. You scratched Colin Miller twice. Brendan Smith was so awful tonight. And, I mean, how many times tonight did you see our defenseman in our defensive zone on a breakout pass it across the ice to the one defenseman and then pass it back over to the other defenseman? That is suicide. Right. That you're playing you know, east, yeah, you're playing east and west instead of north and south. That's when you know that you are fucked. No, and absolutely. I, and I'm telling you I think the Lindy Ruff era has to come to an end and I think every day that this guy is around is just a day later that's going to be harder to make up when it comes to making a push for a playoff spot which I think we will make the playoffs just due to our talent alone. But he's incapable of making the right moves to really push all this team's right buttons. Well, I think he, he, they, you know, he's lost his voice in the, in the locker room and we don't have a GM like Lamarillo that's willing to make a change like he did you know, going into the playoffs or midway in the playoffs, when did he change uh, Larry Robinson? Um, you know, to make a head coach change when it's needed. I, I think that, I think that, I honestly believe that it's completely normal to do something like that. Maybe not, I mean, the when Larry when Larry Robinson, when they fired Fatorik, that was like very, very late in the season. But right now, this is not, this would not be strange to fire a coach at this well, point. Well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be strange now because he can't get his team ready to play 60 minutes every game. I mean, he mm-hmm. hasn't gotten them ready to play 60 minutes any games. We we let up the first goal more than any other team in the league, so we're not ready to play off the jump. This has been consistent, and we talked about it last year, how you don't think that you don't think that, you know, the Devils, all of those come from behind wins and goals in the last minute of a third period to tie a game to get a point and stuff. That's like it was too hard to have to overcome that and to try to recreate that. I thought that it was ridiculous to move Dougie Hamilton off of power play number one after he was, you know, Norris Trophy caliber offensive defenseman last year. And you put Luke Hughes in there who – is going to be great and he should be on a power. He should be quarterbacking a power play, no doubt. But I thought that that might've been a little disrespectful to Dougie Hamilton. I thought that that was a very questionable decision. Like Dougie Hamilton is clearly a leader on your team and the power play actually was humming at the beginning of the season. So it was like, okay, well, but you know, and, and now the power play has had trouble. It, It scored tonight. Um, and one of the things that he likes to bring up is how, you know, he makes excuses. And we, we've talked about this about, you know, the whole Brendan Smith thing. And it's like, listen, Brendan Smith is one player, but it's one player that is making a lot of mistakes. And he has the most amount of penalty minutes on the team, despite being scratched for multiple games. He has 50% more penalty minutes than any other player on our team. And Lindy's go to is. Well, he's a good penalty killer. Well, we're like ranked 25th in the NHL in penalty kill. Right. So how good is he? 
And he's a great voice in the locker room. Well, if he's that good, have him washing the towels or something because he shouldn't be lacing them up. You're still being paid. So it's like he still is part of the team and can be around the team. Um, But I, you know, I watched the, the, I watched the Ottawa game last night and it goes to show you what goaltending does. You know, Nico Dawes played really well and he made a couple very big saves and, uh, he should be really proud of himself, and Devils fans should be happy about it, the way that he looked in his first game. But my God, Corpusalo was awful. He literally... No, well, he was he the worst looked, player on the ice last night. He looked so bad. And I'm not taking anything away from the Devils scoring six goals. That was great. I'm just saying the Mercer goal, when he came in from the side, Corpusalo, like tried to swat at it with his right, hand. Right, it was like... Right. It was brutal. The Jack Hughes goal on the power play or when he right. curled, yep. that was yep. like ugly, ugly goals. Um, and that goes to show you like what goaltending can do and what could be the difference in a game. The Devils have a problem getting pushed around. We don't play tough enough. We don't play with enough grit. I don't care if people think that it's old-fashioned tonight. Boston came out in the second period and pushed us around, and we looked scared to go in on pucks, for sure. I mean, Marino looks soft. He, he played very, bad. very soft tonight. I just, I, I, what the hell happened to him over the summer? It's like, he played so well last year. What happened? You know, and you could go back to, you know, well, Holtz isn't a big enough reason to to fire Lindy Ruff, and like I said, to me, top ten first round pick development is a pretty big is pretty big. And but if you had everybody else humming and stuff, and the kid just wasn't getting it, it's like okay. But he is getting it, and you it's clearly personal. And I think that when you when you start to pick and choose who's going to be on the ice and who's going to give your your team a chance to win based upon your who you like more personally instead of what they're capable of doing and producing that you lose credibility inside your locker room because the people in the locker room know who gives the team the best chance to win when they're on the ice. Right. So don't tell me that Nico Heischer doesn't know that Alexander Holt should be on the ice in the last 10 minutes of a game when you're losing by two goals instead of Nate Bastion playing on his wing or Tierney exactly. playing on his exactly. wing. So you're losing credibility right there. I mean, you're losing you're losing credibility when Colin Miller is watching the game and Brendan Smith is out there taking penalties. And I do believe that all these guys like Brendan Smith, but they're not stupid either. It's like he puts them in very vulnerable positions. You and I have both sat in locker rooms and looked around at the people that were playing with us and known who the best players were and, you know, at a situation like that at the end of the game, who gives you the best chance of winning? You wanted you to play, think, but you, but you knew the other guy was better. So it's like they should be playing. Do you think that Alexander Holtz has played bad defensively? I actually think that he's played pretty good defensively. He made a he made a good play in front of the net today where he, he did. He, locked he absolutely up did. He absolutely and it was did. weird because in the game yesterday, he only played like, you know, it was a handful of minutes, but he – was one of the leading guys on the team and expected goals for percentage when he's on the ice. So it's like when he's on the ice, he's in, he's 
driving play. Like he's about to produce, but he's never on the ice. So it's like, okay, you want to, you want to ruin a top 10 overall pick trade him. They should trade him at this point. If you're not going to, if you are not going to fire your coach, you have to trade this kid because what you're doing now is you're losing value in your asset by treating him the way that you're treating him. So no one's right. who the hell is going to want to, who's going to value somebody that's only getting three and a half minutes of ice time. They're going to look at your lineup and they're going to say, well, I mean, shit, they picked up Nate Bastion off of waivers. Chris Tierney. I mean, Chris Tierney has played more minutes than him. It's like, so you, you would be like, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. And then on top of, all these reasons that I, I think that Ruff is unfit to be the coach is our defensive structure has been a mess since the beginning of the season. There's been no gelling at all that's gone on. The constant line blenders, it's it's exhausting. It's like it's to the point where it's literally exhausting. He finally was able to get Timo Meyer going by moving up Mike McLeod, which shouldn't take a brain surgeon to do you're around these guys every day it's like you played dawson mercer at center for freaking 10 games when he cannot play center he's a winger look at what he's doing playing as look at what he's doing now be playing as a winger he should have been playing as a winger for the previous 10 games and then it's like you saw what luke hughes did when he was paired with marino last year in the playoffs you refused to give him an opportunity and you played him with Brendan Smith for the entire first 20 games of the season. Our defense looked completely horrible. And it's like you played ball. It was ball and Marino together. They looked completely horrible. And then you had Luke Hughes and Smith together and they looked horrible. And it was like, he would switch up the forward groups three times a game and then he refused to switch the defensive pairings up, which he's already seen have success. You know what I mean? Like, it it doesn't make any sense to me. No. And why isn't Miller playing? Like, he is. he's had some of the best outlet passes that we've had. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I think he's losing the team. And I think that, I think well, he's lost the team. Yeah, I think, I think he, team. I think he lost the locker room. I really do too. These guys are not fighting. Actually, no, you know what was crazy was they came out, they played good yesterday. Like I thought the score was a little, I don't think the score represented what happened in the game that much. I thought that Ottawa looked really bad, but Hey, listen, you have to take advantage of teams when they don't look good sure, and they have bad sure, goaltending. Sure. So good on the devils for doing that. They handled their business tonight. They came out, they played good in the first period. They they did. They played physical they came out in the begin in the beginning of the second period. They got the second goal, and then once things started going haywire, it got completely unraveled. You know, I thought Jack Hughes skated with the puck a lot today on a stick, especially in the third period. He looked better, but there was a couple plays in the first and the second period where he turned the puck over that were leading to odd man rushes, and right. it's like he has to be more careful, and you have to, you really have to like. Puck possession is important. Like you can't put yourself in these high danger, high risk um, situations. 
Luke Hughes has continued to look very, very good. But when the Devils start, when it, things start going south on them, I mean, they can't get out of their own way. They look well, you, bad. You looked at VTech tonight, and after he let up the first goal, especially after he let up the second goal, I mean, his body language was Mackenzie Blackwood all over again. He was just like, it sucked the life out of him. And, you know, it goes to show, he, you know, his expected, you know, uh, goals against two point whatever, 2.6 or something like that, letting up five goals. It's He lost all confidence. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we're going to cruise through. My opinion is we're going to cruise through. We're going we're gonna to go through the year. Fitzy's not making a change. He's not going to do it. He's not going to see the, the – he's not going to see uh, the positive – positivity of changing changing coaches like what's that going to bring me he's going to ride out this season with him we're going to play the same you know the same style hockey we're going to wind up making the playoffs squeezing into a wild card but until we actually change goalies until we actually pick up a a gibson or they're going to change goalies soon that's going to happen well, they got to change goalies, but I mean, they they have to change goalies and actually get somebody of value. Um, they're going to get a goalie. I'm saying they're Fitzgerald is going to trade for a goalie. I would say within the next two or three weeks, tops. They could use a goalie in, and it wouldn't hurt us to get a shutdown day because we don't have any shutdown defensemen. No, we need a defenseman too, but. We need a coach too, and I think that the no, we definitely. Team. If we have somebody with a voice in the locker room, and everybody hates Tortorella, but look at what Tortorella has done for for Philadelphia. I mean, it's you know, it's almost like you're you're tiptoeing around some of these players, like rough, you know, rough taking Dougie off of the power play and inserting Luke Hughes, who you know I love. Um, it's like, you know, the Hughes royalty has to play. It's it's like you just have to – you got to play the best players, and you, you can't be worried about stepping on toes. You got to be able to bench players when they're playing bad, when guys like Jack Hughes, when he's turning over the puck four or five times, he's our best player on our team. But it's like sit the fuck down. Get at the end of the bench. You're not going back out. He won't do that. He won't do that. It's like they know they get a free pass, and that's that's not the way you're supposed to do it. Well, that's a thin that's a thin line too. Like that's a you have to be you, you do that's a that's a very fine balancing act that you have to do when it comes to your your star player. I'm I did not like the body language from Nico Heischer today at all. I thought it was bad. That was the first time that I looked like he was didn't want to be there, and they've been great since he's come back. Um, and I would like to hear the post-game interview, which I could actually pull up if you'd like. Um, Heischer, and I, Heischer's been playing great. I really, I thought that that Toffoli to Heischer bumper shot. Oh, was, that, was, that, was that was amazing. That was beautiful. But um, I think that the Devils fan base is, there's people chanting fire Lindy in the rock already or trying to get it going. I, f- I feel like people are, are fed up. 
And to make matters worse, I think we wound up losing Timo again. You know, he didn't, he didn't come back you out. I think we did lose Timo. Yeah, well, he didn't come back out for the third period. And God only knows if he re aggravated or if it's something new. Hopefully it's something new because, you know, if he re aggravated what was wrong with him already, you know, it's that's going to be long term. Well, we don't know that. I mean, like, I'm just saying you hope that he didn't. If it's an MCL, that would not be good, obviously. Um, it, it's a shame, too, because, you know, he's he's obviously, he's been going. So let me see if I could pull up the uh, the Lindy Ruff uh, post game. Here and build a 2 nothing lead, but to see your team maybe lose some of their battles in that second period and see it waste away. I mean, what are your thoughts about what happened there? Well, I think, you know, you sized it up. To, you know, maybe got a little bit lucky on their on their second goal, but uh, we lost a couple of battles down low. And, you know, both of those plays ended up being goals against. Uh, you know, a tough change at the end of a kill, which hurt us. Uh, those type of mistakes, you know, against a team like that, they're going to take advantage of and uh, we let uh, Fosnock walk right in, and he took advantage of a tough change. When you see the way you guys played last night, talk so much about winning those battles, how disappointing, or maybe that's not the right word, when this happens, you know? Well, you know, I think there's going to be pockets of a game where the other team's going to get, you know, have advantage. Uh, you know, I think we had a good first period. I think, uh, again, in the second, they came out they came out hard. Uh, they couldn't have been happy with their first period. Uh, we just didn't quite match that intensity. Yeah. Uh, your your thoughts on uh, VTech tonight and maybe not getting the support that he needs as well? Well, you know, I think there's, you know, there's situations, uh, you know, he kind of misplayed a puck behind the net. Uh, he made some good saves. Uh, you know, probably the key time, we probably needed another save. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we talk about the battles we lost. Um, it's hard to make a pushback, particularly in this building. What did you think of your response of your team in the third period? Yeah, we tried. I thought they, you know, they did a good job keeping us to the outside. Um, we had a couple inside looks, uh, didn't take advantage. You know, we were hoping to get the goalie out, but took a late penalty that even hurt us on that. Um, Timo not playing in that third period. Is he okay? Do you have an update on him right uh, now? Just being evaluated. Obviously, missed the rest of the period, and uh, we'll see when we get back to Jersey. So, I mean, I, I think I think he's right on on most of his the way that he's evaluating the game. Uh Vitek did give the puck up and I think he's spot on when he talks about Boston just kept us to the outside. We were never we never got to the middle of the ice. Right, right. That continues to be a problem with us to where everything is from the outside. We're a perimeter team and if we don't score in transition, from the perimeter on a on a rush, we don't have any other we don't have any other game. You know what I mean? That's why, like, I think that's why people that Palat and Nico line can like get things going down low a little bit once in a while. And you were hoping that the Timo, the new Timo line, was going to get things going too because it's really played really well. You look at the way that Mercer's played since he's been moved to wing. McLeod is able to transition the puck through the neutral zone. And Timo plays the power forward role well. And, of course, 
now Timo is injured again. Here, I just want to pull up. This is uh, Nico Heischer after the game as well and when his interview. Yeah, I'd be curious. It could obviously be incredibly disappointing the way you guys play in that first period and just kind of falls apart in the second. Yeah, uh, I think frustrated for sure. Uh, I think showed a good game on the second period, but uh, we know especially against a, against a team like that, we can't afford that, and uh, that made us pay big time. So, uh, But I think we had a good push in the third, uh, but at the end of the day, it uh, shouldn't happen. What did you see from your team in that second period? Just f- fell apart a little bit. I think uh, second period came down. They were hard on pucks. They were uh, out battling us. There were, uh, two guys were out battling three guys. So uh, this should not happen. This can't happen. And uh, I think second period, a lot came down to just winning your battles. Is it even more frustrating knowing that last night you guys were so confident in how you guys were playing, winning those battles, and then this kind of happens 24 hours later? Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, obviously you lost this game and uh, we weren't good in the second period. But I think uh, first and third period we can take uh, good things out of it. But uh, like I said, especially against this team, 20 minutes is enough to, to lose a game. Well, I mean... Good evaluation, Nico. <laughs> you got outplayed. You got out. No, absolutely, absolutely. And letting them, letting them roam free in front of the net, I think Marino... You know, uh, with Pasternak twice. I mean, he just well, well, he, Smith too on the. You know, they had that one play where he just walked right down the middle of right, the ice right, on the power right. play and had that goal. Uh, yeah, I just the Devils are in a fortunate place right now to where they're going to battle, and I think that they can make a. I think they can make a push for the playoffs. I do think that Thomas Gerald is going to make a move for a goaltender very, very soon. But there is a piece of me that thinks that this Lindy Ruff situation is starting to become much more obvious, and I'm starting to see it more to where it's not a personal, I don't like the way that he's using his lines or something like that. I think like you're starting to see the compete level, the preparation – and the overall, um, the way that the team's like carrying themselves looks different to me. It hasn't felt good, even in their wins. And that's been something that's been pretty consistent all year. And we're getting to the point where we thought they were going to work out of this funk because it happens. You go on these, you can go into a funk for a month in the NHL. We're almost halfway through the season. And um, it's, we kind of have our backs against the wall a little bit and there's a lot of changes that need to be made. So there's a lot of unrest when it comes to our fan base, I I think. Right. But you know what? Uh, A goalie, just like changing a goalie in the third period, second period, you know, the team rallies around, they say, you know, they just have a change of heart. I think if we wind up getting uh, a Gibson or something like that, I think our confidence level could go up. They could play better in front of the net um, and just, you know, have a better, have a more winning attitude than we have right now. I think once we once we see, I mean, we talked about this last year. When you see uh, Mackenzie Blackwood lets in a puck and – all of a sudden his shoulders are down, he's slumping and he's like, you know, he's doesn't want to, you know, just skating to the corner by himself. You see, he's defeated and the rest of the team figures, you know, we're screwed at that point. 
Um, I think bringing in a new goalie could could change. Here's the problem. The problem is that the goalie market right now is the highest it's no, ever been. No, I know, I know, I know. And it's like, and and I don't want a mortgage or future for to save this year. At the end of the year, more goalies are going to to come on to the. I don't know which ones are, but that would be that would probably be a pretty good segment for our next show to to see who's coming up and what our options are to pick up uh, a free agent. you know a free agent goalie. Yeah, I mean, or make a trade, and it's like you know, on the thirty two thoughts that was released on Friday, there were you know Friedman had talked about how it's. You know, he was like, "It's it's ridiculous what people want for their goalies right now because they know that people no, are in absolutely. trouble, and these are yeah. must win situations, and these are teams that are really big markets: Toronto, Edmonton. It's like they know the deal, and and I think um, right, the Carolina Devils, Devils just happen to be behind that. You know what I mean? And it's it's not making it any easier for us." Well, there's there's four teams that definitely need goalies, and you know that all think that they could win right now, and there really is maybe two two goalies that you could think about. I mean, well, going well, out know. and getting going out and getting Askarov is going to help us in the future. I don't think that's a, that's a fix for this year by no means. Well, you're not going to get him anyway. Like, come on, you can't get him. You don't think? Why so would you they, trade him? <laughs> well, because you have sorrows. They're not going to change him. They're not nah, going to trade him nah, they're either. Not get, they're, they're never getting rid of him, ever. That's like a... I don't think they... I wouldn't either if I were them, but I no. would, you know, maybe I'd, I would rather than carry too, you know, too high ticket. Although he isn't a high ticket now, but he's going to be a high ticket goalie. So not for a long time. Well, two more years. No. He's on his entry level. But you don't get paid big money after your entry level contract because he's he's a backup goalie. He's a good goalie though. He was he went in the top ten. He's a good goalie. Okay, so what do you think he's gonna get paid? I think he's going to demand money. I think he's okay, going what? he like, should well, if you honestly believe that he's the next, you know, Vasilevsky or whoever, you're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay him seven million bucks. No, <laughs> no, you don't think you think that they're going to get away paying him three point five for two years? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. He has. It, it's like he's he's still under contract. He, did, he he's is. Not able to negotiate. He is. So, Soros is signed through next year for five million dollars. And you think they're going to pay their backup goalie seven million dollars? That's it's regardless. The point is, you're not getting right. it, so it, it doesn't matter. And I don't want to see him go after Jake Allen. That's stupid. No, that would be crazy. So if you if you want Gibson, which is sounds like what Fitzgerald wants, it's just right. going to cost you a ton. Right. It's going to so cost you Seamus Casey um, and probably Holtz. Just be prepared to see. I mean, they could want a Mercer. They could want – there's a lot of people that they could want. 
Yeah, well, they could want that, but to give up to give up Mercer would be crazy. You know, I would rather see them give up Holtz, who is a higher draft pick. He hasn't produced. Dad, come on, I know, but I'm saying then Seamus Casey. <laughs> what you think that you think that that would be a good trade to give up Holtz, or to give up um, Mercer? I'm saying you're saying you're. You're trying to tell people on a devil's podcast that you think that you would rather give up Holtz than give up Mercer. Of course, everybody would rather give up Holtz and give up Mercer. Holtz is only playing five minutes a game. Right. I'm talking about giving up Holtz and Seamus Casey. That's a lot. That's a lot. We'll see. I mean, either either way. For a $6 million goalie, that's a lot. You know, that's that you're carrying him for three more years. But you can't win without a goaltender. Is what, you you know. can't. You can't. And we definitely do need a, a goaltender right now. We can't win. So then if they make the trade, then it prolongs Lindy Ruff even longer. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. It just sucks. Whatever. Um, okay. You got anything? No, this has been a great podcast. It's been a very uplifting uh I, I, yeah, I really, it's very disappointing doing them after a, a loss, especially a loss like this where, you know, just needless. We did not no, just, have to. You know what it is, is that we know, we know how they were capable of playing because we watched it for an entire season. It's not like we watched it for 10 games or 15 games or one playoff series. We watched them all last year and saw the way that they played and then we watched the way that they played this year, and it's not just a little funk. It's like half the season. So right. it's right. like that's not an excuse anymore. This is our identity right now. This and what is, is our are. identity? Our, that's our identity we don't have is, identity. Yeah. We have bad goaltending. We need help on the back end. We don't look as fast. We don't look as sharp. So, yeah, it's it's a little frustrating. And especially, right. like, I go to all the games. We're horrible at home. They're selling out every game. And it's like, that sucks. They're, they're trying to do too much at home. They're trying to, you know, everything has to be perfect. When last year we came out of our zone, everything was crisp. That first pass was, you know, people could say whatever they want about Damon Severson, but he made great first passes we got out of our zone quick and just sped up the game we're not doing that this year all right well uh happy new year everybody and um (laughs) (laughs) so bad what is the truth i don't care it is the truth it is the truth and it is and it's like you know what and and you know be just listening to the Twitter crowd and you could tell the people that actually know hockey and the people that, that don't have a freaking clue. They're just well, watching I, the last you, say. Yeah. It's, know, like, it's like, you know what it is? Like everybody sees something different and everybody's frustrated. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 With good reason. With good reason. Everybody's frustrated. So everybody's, you know, that's kind of how the world works. Yep. But um, I hope everybody has a good new year. Uh, hopefully we have a more positive uh, episode to come out uh, sometime later on in the week. Be safe. Um, don't drink and drive. And 
We will talk in 2024. My name is Later. Bill Botch, and you've been listening to the Trap Podcast with the Pickle. Peace. <laughs>